Alright. How are y'all today? What do you guys think of the the higher? Thumbs up? Yeah? Thumbs we'll down? We'll see. We'll see? Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, well, I guess it can't get much worse than what it's been, right? So, um, only up from here. Well, welcome to Midweek Summit. I'm glad that you guys are here. Uh, I know that you guys could be doing a lot of things with your time, and you chose to be here. And so, um, uh, I'm thankful for that, and I'm glad that you guys are here. Um, I've spent a lot of time praying for uh, tonight's lesson, praying over tonight's lesson. And so, uh, I want to start us off by praying for you guys and, and praying for this lesson. Um, if you don't mind, bow your heads with me. Father God, I, I just um, I just pray that uh, that you will um, open the minds and the hearts of, of the students that are here, Lord. Um, uh, um, let them hear uh, your gospel truth tonight, Lord. Help me uh, um, to uh, get out of the way and let, let your truth um, speak to them, Lord. And I pray all this in your Son's most precious and holy name. Amen. All right. Uh, we are in the second week of our series called Made New. And if you missed uh, last week, um, Made New is a series on the Christian practice of baptism. And so last week was a bit of a downer of a lesson, right? Um, we talked about sin the whole time, and it was kind of a downer of a lesson, right? And, and to re recap, um, we said that we are created as human beings in the image of God, right? And we are meant to be like him. But when we sin, right, we in essence are saying that I want to be my own God, even if it turns me into something that God didn't have planned for me, right? When we sin, we always have a choice, choose sin or choose God. And more often than not, we choose sin over God, right? And that sin, it creates a barrier between us and God. And all of that is kind of a, a downer, right? But at the end of last week's lesson, we kind of ended with a glimmer of hope, right? We said that while it's impossible to always choose God over sin, God knew that it was impossible. And he has made the impossible possible through his son, Jesus Christ. And so tonight, we get to talk about that a little bit. And so this is the this is the good part. This is uh, um, last week was a little bit of a downer. This week is is hopefully not that bad. Have you ever done something that had good intentions, but it came out poorly? Right? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like you had good intentions, you meant to do something good, but it was perceived poorly or. It, turned out being really bad. Uh, when I was living in Atlanta, I, I was renting a room from um, my roommate, I guess. Uh, he had a house there in Atlanta, and he worked for a church, and I worked for a church across town. And, um, and he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, right? Have you ever uh, known those people that 
they don't meet a stranger, right? They're, you'll meet them for the first time and you feel like you're best friends with them. That That is this guy. He's, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. And uh, I remember he was, we were living in north of Atlanta and, and he was driving down this pretty busy road in Atlanta. And he had just started working out and was feeling good about himself. And he sees, he's driving in his car and he sees off in the distance this um, heavy set woman running, jogging on, 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 on the side. And he, he sees this off in the distance and he's like, all right, I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna encourage this woman. Like I just started working out. I love it when people encourage me and I'm gonna encourage this woman. And so he, he pulls up alongside of her and slows down his car, right? And slows down to the, his car and, and rolls down his pastor window. And this woman, uh, he, he rolls down, slows down, and his traffic is backed up behind him. And he yells out the window, like, good job, way to go, you can do it. And the woman uh, gives him this look, right? And it occurs to my roommate at that moment, when the woman gives him this look, that maybe she is perceiving my comments as sarcastic instead of genuine. And so he gets freaked out, totally freaked out, and he speeds off, probably solidifying in her mind that uh, he was poking fun of her instead of trying to be encouraging, right? He had good intentions. But they, it came across poorly, right? Um, sometimes good intentions can have bad results and lead to misconceptions. And I think this has kind of happened in Americanized Christianity to a whole generation of Christians. Right? What do I mean by that? Um, and let me give a caveat here. Right? I know that I'm going to be speaking in generalities. Right? Um, this isn't true for everyone, but I have found this to be true for a lot of Christians who grew up in America and grew up in the church. And that is this. Right? You have been told your whole lives what a good Christian looks like. And what a good Christian does and doesn't do. But you haven't been shown or taught what a relationship with Jesus is. Let me repeat that, right? You've been shown or you've been told your whole life what a good Christian looks like and what a good Christian does and doesn't do. But you haven't been shown or taught what a relationship with Jesus is like. What do I mean by this? Well, a lot of people who've grown up in the church, right? They've had youth ministers or youth pastors or their church or their parents telling them, you know what? You need to have your quiet time every day or your daily Bible study, right? That's what a good Christian does. They have a daily Bible study and quiet time. Right? 
or a good Christian, right? They don't have sex before marriage, right? In fact, they don't even look at porn or lust or anything, right? A good Christian, they go to church every Wednesday night, right, and twice on Sundays. That's what a good Christian does. A good Christian, right, they don't even do anything that could be perceived as bad, whether that's partying, right, being associated with the wrong people, right? A good Christian, they don't do any of that. And while your youth pastor and your church and your parents, they had good intentions, right? All of that stuff, if you implement it into your lives, is a good thing, right? The problem is, is that when you boil down Christianity to a list of do's and don'ts, you get a lot of misconceptions of what Christianity is. Right? So, one of those Christian or one of those misconceptions, right? I like to call it scorecard Christianity, right? When Christianity is boiled down to a list of do's and don'ts, right? As long as you are doing what you're supposed to, right? Things are good, right? But when you mess up, there is a lot of shame and guilt involved. But when you're doing the right thing, on the flip side, right, if you're doing the right thing, all of a sudden, it's easy to feel a sense of moral superiority over those that aren't. Right? It's easy to feel like you are a better Christian than that person over there that isn't following the list of do's and don'ts. Right? I may not be perfect. But at least I'm better than that person, right? At least I'm better than him. He's going out and sleeping with a different girl every weekend. Or at least I'm better than her. She's going out getting drunk and high and partying on the weekends. I'm not perfect, but I'm better than that guy. Because I know while he seems like he has it all together, I know the truth. I know that he's really gay. Or I may not have it all together, but that girl over there, right? I know that her boyfriend got her pregnant last summer and she terminated the pregnancy. See, with a scorecard Christianity, you're just trying to be better than the person next to you, right? As long as you're in the green and not in the red, things are okay. Another misconception. Is that you can be good enough. 
As long as I'm following the list of do's and don'ts, and I look like the perfect little Christian, right? As long as I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, right? I am good in God's eyes. I am good enough. And some people, they take it even further, right? They even think, they take that mentality and think that God owes them something, right? I have denied myself going out and partying with friends on the weekend because I'm a Christian, and so God owes me. And some people, they even take it further than that. They think that God needs them. I am such a good Christian. I do everything I'm supposed to. I follow the list of do's and don'ts to a T. God needs me to show all these other people what a good Christian is like. The problem with that misconception is that if you can be good enough, if you can earn your way into heaven, you can also be bad enough to unearn your way out of it. And that is a miserable, miserable existence. You're never going to know. You're always going to wonder if the sin that I commit today, is that going to be the sin that pushes me out of God's grace and out of God's favor? What a miserable, miserable existence. So, These misconceptions about Christianity, they are dangerous. They're dangerous because they distort what true Christianity is. They distort what true Christianity and salvation is to something that you can do instead of something that God does for you. We already established last week, right? It is impossible to always choose God over sin. No one always chooses God over sin. Right? Every day, I choose sin over God, over something, right? It is impossible to always choose God over sin. But when Christianity gets misconstrued, and you fail to live up to the standard of the list of do's and don'ts that you think Christianity is, all of a sudden you have to come face to face with the reality that you aren't good enough. Then you have a couple of choices, right? You can either continue trying and hope that at the end you did more good than bad. Right? 
or you realize that it's a lost cause and you just walk away from your faith because you know you can't live up to the standard of the list. So you just walk away. I see that happening. I have friends that that has happened to. So, the good news. These misconceptions that we have talked about. That is not what true Christianity is. Right? Christianity is a relationship with Jesus. It's not about doing the right things, right? Or not doing the wrong things, or looking a certain way. It isn't a list of do's and don'ts. Real Christianity is a relationship with Jesus. You can't do enough good or enough bad to earn or unearn your way out of heaven. It's only by having a relationship with Christ and having the Holy Spirit living inside of you do you get to spend an eternity with God. And so, uh, this is actually what Romans, Paul talks about in the letter to the Romans and, and uh, the first part of chapter 8. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to be uh, reading Romans um, chapter 8, and it's a bit of a long passage, so we're going to be reading 1 through 11. It'll be up on the screen. Um, uh, so, Romans 8, starting at verse 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to him, the power of of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember, 
that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. See, this is what we've been talking about tonight. Right? If you look at verse 3, the law of Moses that Paul talks about, right, that is the list of do's and don'ts that many Christians subscribe to. He says that it is impossible to follow that list because of our sinful nature. But when you have the Spirit of God living in you, you are free of your sinful ways, and instead you let the Spirit control and guide you. And then if you look at verse 9, he gives a very stark warning. He says, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ living in you, you do not belong to God. It's as simple as that. So that begs a question. How do I get the Spirit of Christ living inside me? Well, the day of Pentecost, Peter was preaching to a crowd of people. And towards the end of his sermon, right, or his lesson, he says this in Acts. Chapter 2, verse 38. I think I would have had it bookmarked. He says, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent of your sins. Turn to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you too will receive the gift of the living God living inside you. Repent of your sins. Turn to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. 
and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Not only that, right? It says the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is a gift. Make no mistake about it. There's nothing you can do to earn this gift. You can't be good enough. You can't follow a list to the T, right? You can't be, you can't look like the perfect Christian. You can't do enough right. You can't do enough wrong, right? It is a gift. Even the act of being baptized. There's some people that they get baptized and it's just like taking a shower, taking the bath. Right? There's nothing you can do to receive this gift. It is a gift. And it is the greatest gift of all time. So, there may be people here tonight that for them, Christianity has just been a matter of looking the right way and doing the right things and not doing the wrong things. And all of that can be good. As long as you have that relationship with Jesus, and as long as you have the Spirit living inside of you. There are people here tonight that have done everything right, but they don't have the Spirit of the living God living inside them. And they do not belong to God's family. Christianity has just been a bunch of do's and don'ts. So, you are here tonight and you realize that, you know, I thought I knew what Christianity was. I thought that if I looked this way and I did these things, and didn't do these other things. I was a good Christian. But I know I don't have the spirit of the living God inside me. Come talk to me. Come talk to me. We can make that happen for you tonight. Let's pray. God, I just, I thank you for for your wisdom and your love. Father God, I thank you for your living spirit, right? your Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, that leads us from, from death to life, Lord. I pray that everyone in this room can learn what it is like to have the Holy Spirit living inside them, Lord, and that they can have that personal, intimate relationship with you. 
pray all of this in your son's most precious and holy name. I need you guys to all stand up again.